This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. There's perhaps no subject that's been the topic of more heated discussion within Christian circles than that of divine healing. Often because of incorrect teaching, religious custom, or church doctrine, many Christians simply don't know what their Christian rights are to physical, emotional, and sometimes spiritual healing. Some argue it's an Old Testament phenomenon, rare to the New Testament church. Others believe only those operating in the spiritual gift of healing have access to it, and some that all the healing God intended for mankind was already accomplished by the blood of Jesus at Calvary, and it is spiritual only. In his message entitled, You Can Be Healed, Pastor Ray asks, why are so many Christians waiting for God to heal them when God is patiently waiting for them to simply receive it? By week's end, Pastor trusts his listeners will see that healing is a gift meant for all that believe, and yes, you can be healed. The very first thing about the operation of faith, and I need to kind of go back to that so that I can use that as a springboard to talk about what I want to talk about tonight. If you were here, the very first thing was knowing. Everybody say knowing. You have to know the Word of God in order for your faith to work. Because you can only have faith for what you understand to be the Word of God, or you know to be the Word of God. In other words, if God has promised you something, then you have the right to use your faith to accomplish or to receive that promise in your life. So it would seem to me that, you know, knowing, the knowing part is, is extremely important, and the knowing is the knowing of the Word of God. That's why we need to come to church. That's why we need to be students of the Bibles, of the Bible. That's why we need to uh, not only study here when we're here together on Thursday night or Sunday, but that we also study at home. We're in the Word. We open up the Bible. We study. We read. We use other resources to build our faith and our knowledge of the Word of God. Because the more understanding of the Word that you have, the more your faith can grow. And the more you you know what you can believe God for. You know that this is God's will. You have no doubt in your mind that this is God's will. And if this is God's will, then you can have it. Um, It was said of Smith Wigglesworth, uh, he was a great man of God and he had a phenomenally powerful ministry and uh, died many years ago, but he wrote all kinds of books. And he had a great saying, and he, he demonstrated his faith in great ways. He said, God's Word says it, I believe it, and that settles it. That was his saying. And that's where we have to get to. We have to understand and know God's Word uh, well enough that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know these promises. And once we know these promises, then we can unleash our faith. Our faith can begin to grab hold of these promises because we know God's Word says so. So when things don't go right, we don't go back to ourselves. We don't go back to, you know, our thinking. We go back to the Word of God say, but God's Word says. God, God's Word says this. So if God's Word says it, then I can have faith for it and it will manifest in my life if I just maintain my faith for it. If I just continue to walk by faith and not, come on, 
walk by, come on, say it with me. Walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to walk by what my faith tells me. And my faith is built upon God's Word and what God's Word says. All right? But I want to talk about the subject of healing. Healing. Physical, bodily healing. Now, what we're going to learn tonight and see some verses of Scripture that give us understanding that this is God's will for our life. Now, I know there's a lot of controversy either, you know, in, the, in the body of Christ because there are different, different brothers and sisters who are saved and going to heaven, love God just like we do. But they don't have the full understanding of the subject of healing. And yet, healing is contained within the Word of God. And healing is a promise that you and I ought to um, be very well versed in and know and be able to have and use our faith for. Now, sometimes we know about healing. Like, for instance, you may say, well, I know, you know, I know that God promised healing, but you don't know the verses. Or maybe you don't know the depth of the verses. Or maybe you don't understand the fullness of the verses. And that's what we'll try to accomplish as we talk about these different verses in the Bible. You see, your faith is not just going to grow because you, you know that healing is for you. You've got you've to meditate on the Word and meditate on the Word and meditate on the Word until it gets so down deep into your heart that there is not a doubt in your mind that God has provided healing for you and that healing is a reality and healing will be yours. And, and anything can be healed by God. How many of you understand that? Nothing is too big or impossible for God. So therefore, healing is a subject that we need to focus in on. If we're going to have faith for it, then we have to understand it. And we have to understand the Word. We have to know where we can find this. All right? So we, we really need to start when we're talking about the subject of healing. And healing, the subject of healing, is found throughout the Bible in many various places. But I think the greatest place to start is in Isaiah chapter 53. Because the prophet Isaiah is prophesying in, the, in his day, in Isaiah chapter 53, about the coming, not only the coming, but the actual work that Jesus Christ would provide and the, the, the work that Jesus would accomplish when he came. How many of you understand that? So Isaiah 53 really begins to describe, you ready, our covenant rights. The whole purpose of salvation. Why Jesus came. Because you see, and some people think about salvation, all you think about when, when we say the word salvation is that when I die, you know, while I'm here, my sins are forgiven and any sin uh, of, the, you know, of, of, of the future is forgiven because the blood of Jesus washed away sins. And that someday I'm going to be with Jesus in heaven. And that's the end, the extent of their knowledge or your knowledge, some of you, of what salvation is. But what you have to understand about the very word salvation, that the very word salvation in itself contains words, meanings from the Greek and the Hebrew that go into things like healing, prosperity, well-being, protection. These are the words that are synonymous or identify or define this word salvation. So salvation, yes, is the forgiveness of our sins. Yes, it means that we're going to be with Jesus, that we're saved and we're covered and washed by the blood of Jesus. But it means so much more than that. And it's unfortunate that a lot of Christians don't get the so much more than that. Because they simply haven't been taught or they simply haven't heard. So, so what we need to understand is that in this covenant of salvation, 
which Isaiah begins to break down and tell us and, and point to the cross at Calvary and really identify what would happen at the cross of Calvary and what it means to us as believers in Jesus Christ. He begins to talk about the work and the exchange that would take place at the cross of Calvary. So we need to understand what we're going to see tonight in this is where healing uh, is identified. Let, let's read it. I think it's best to just go right into it and to read it. But let's start at verse 1. It says, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. Now listen, he has no form or comeliness. And we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Talking about what we would expect, what we would see in the coming of Jesus Christ. There wouldn't be, he was just a common man. There was no glory cloud that followed him around. See, one of the things that you have to understand about Jesus is even though he was all God, from the moment of his birth to the moment he ascended up to heaven and took his place at the right hand of the Father, he was all the time he was God. But he was God in the flesh. He walked this earth not as God. He walked this earth as a man. I mean, remember Philippians chapter 2 where he said he humbled himself. He divested his glory so that he would come into the earth and take on the form of a human being. So while he walked this earth, he did not walk this earth as God. He walked this earth as a man. He had to live like us. He had to suffer like us. He had to experience everything that humans experience in order to be the perfect sacrifice for you and for me. He couldn't be the sacrifice for sin if he didn't know what it was to be tempted with sin. He was tempted and he overcame. He never sinned, not one time. So there was nothing about him that would attract anybody to him. He's just a common human being. But all the while God, who had divested or laid aside his, uh, his glory and his deity to take on the form of a servant, take on the form of a human being. So what Isaiah 53 is talking about is Jesus, his coming, and what we would expect of him. Now he goes on to say, and this is the part we want to talk about and focus in here. He says, surely he has borne our griefs. I want you to circle the word griefs. Some of your, some of your translations say different things, but circle the word griefs. The word griefs literally means sicknesses. If you go back to the original language, the Hebrew, um, it says, surely he has borne our griefs, or he has literally meaning borne our sicknesses. He took our sicknesses. He carried our sorrows. The word sorrows means pains, sufferings. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Now listen. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. Those are our sins, our failures, our shortcomings. That part talks about the sin part. The first part talks about our sicknesses, our pains, and our human sufferings. He says that he took upon him as well as our sicknesses, as well as our sins and our transgressions. So the sickness part is, is also part of this covenant and this work that Jesus did on the cross at Calvary. He just didn't die for your sins. 
He died for your sicknesses. He died for your pains. He died for your griefs. And He died for your sorrows. That's why we can stand as Christians claiming the blessings of God upon our life. Sickness, health, well-being. When I say those things to you, what I'm trying to say to you is that Jesus died on the cross to carry those things away from us and to bring uh, abundance of life in every fashion and every sense of the word. Does that make sense to everybody? So he took away, he took upon himself our sicknesses. He took upon himself our griefs. He took upon himself our pains and our sorrows. That's why we can go to Jesus when we are sick and we can ask him. We, can, we don't even ask. We just stand on the promise. We don't even have to ask for healing. We need to claim healing because he already won it at the cross of Calvary. Do you, do you understand the difference? Yes, you can ask for healing. You can pray for it. But you can get to a level in your life where you just know that you know that you know that this is a promise, that this is what took place at the cross of Calvary. It is for me. I don't have to pray. All I have to do is thank the Lord for the healing and receive it into my body because He died that I might be set free from my sicknesses just like He died that I might be set free from my sins. So it's like when I sin, I don't have to, you know, beg God to forgive me. I just need to repent and ask for that forgiveness, and I receive that forgiveness. It's the same way when we're sick in our body. We don't need to have the whole church pray for us. We don't need to have a healing service. We don't, God works through those ways, most definitely. And we're going to talk about that because there are seven distinct ways that you can receive healing in your body that the Bible talks about. But really, uh, uh, you don't need any of that. You, you, on your own, knowing the promises of God, can come to the Lord and say, Lord, according to your word, according to Isaiah 53, you took my sicknesses, you took my pain, you took uh, this infirmity, you took it upon yourself at the cross of Calvary. And therefore, I don't need to hold on to it. This is not, not allowed to stay in my body. This doesn't have to stay uh, in, my, in my body because you took it upon you. See, that's your faith working. Your faith is reaching out to the promises of God despite what you feel, despite what you might see. You go back to the Word of God. And, and any time that I have you know, battled a, a sickness or, or a, a physical ailment or whatever it be, that's exactly what I do. I don't look for somebody to pray for me. I go back to the covenant promise and I say, Lord, according to Isaiah 53, you took my pain. You took my sickness upon your body. Now, now listen, you have to meditate on this until you get it. You must think about this. Meditate. Chew on the word until you know that you know that you know that Jesus took the ailments that you carry upon his own body at Calvary. That's how it becomes faith. That's how it brings healing into your body. That's why I say, if you have to meditate on this word a thousand times until you get rhema, till you get to the point where you know that you know to the point we say, this sickness can't stay in my body. This pain can't live here anymore because Jesus took it upon his body at that cross at Calvary 2,000 years ago. He not only died for my sins, but he died for my sicknesses and my diseases and my pains and my maladies, my physical ailments. That's what's in the covenant. 
That's what's contained in the covenant. That's what you and I need to use our faith for. Surely, surely it says, He borne our sicknesses and carried our sorrows, our pains. Say, yes, He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon Him. Now notice what it says at the end of verse 5. It says, and by His stripes we are, come on, say it with, we are healed. By the very, now the stripes mean the very lashings that were put upon his back. Now, now the, the Bible talks about 40 lashings minus one was the penalty for people that, you know, were criminals and sinners and this kind of thing. So, but we don't know because the, the Romans didn't have a prescribed amount of lashings. They just did whatever they wanted to do. He was whipped by the, the Romans. But we can assume that he, he got those 40 lashes minus one, 39 whippings. Maybe it was more. 39 whippings. And the Bible says that by those lashes upon his back, you were healed. You were forgiven of your sins. Not only you were forgiven of your sins, but you were also forgiven of the, uh, and freed from the effects of your sins. Sickness and disease is the effect of, of, of sin in the world. Do you understand that? When sin came in, so did sickness and disease. But Jesus came to break the curse of sickness and break the curse of disease and break. Come on, are you with me? Are you with me? So by the stripes, by the whippings upon Jesus' back, we have been set free. We have been made whole. We are healed. Notice it says that we are healed. Notice that it says we are healed. Notice that it says we are healed. It doesn't say we're going to be healed. We might be healed. It says we are healed. It's a, it's an, it is a totally forever settled subject. The subject of healing is not a maybe. The subject of healing is an absolute. It's an absolute thing that has already been settled in the mind of God. And that's why the Bible says that by His stripes, you're not going to be healed. By His stripes, you already are healed. In other words, the promise of healing is for you. The promise that you would be set free from your physical ailments, maladies, pain has already been settled in heaven. That's why the Bible boldly declares that by His stripes we are healed. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. That's why, you know, that's why we talk about when people come up because they don't know. You pray for them, they don't know. So you pray and they walk away. You ask them, well, now, did you receive your healing? This is why I say you have to receive it. Did you receive your healing? Well, I hope so. Well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. If we're praying in faith, then you've got to know the Word of God. You've got to know that the moment you pray is the moment that God hears, is the moment that that prayer is answered. The moment you begin to pull on the promise of God or believe or stand on the promise of God is the moment that you put your faith into operation, is the moment that you accept that promise, is the moment that things begin to happen in your body. So by His stripes we are healed. He took our pain, took our sickness. You say, well, Pastor Ray, He took my sickness and pain, but I'm still sick and I hurt. Well, this is where the fight of faith walk uh, comes in. This is where your faith walk begins. Struggling through it sometimes, maybe feeling like you are. But in faith, you're standing on what God says. 
and not what your body says or what the doctor says or what your circumstances say because my faith is not in the doctor. My faith is not in the banker. My faith is in what God says. Is everybody with me here tonight? My, my, the Word says that He took my sickness, He took my pain, He took my sorrows, and by His stripes I am healed. Therefore, that's what my faith rests on. I don't believe I'm healed because I feel healed. Just like way back then, I didn't believe, you know, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't doing very well financially, Right? I wasn't believing that I was prosperous because I saw prosperity. Well, it's the same way with healing. Just because you're not feeling well doesn't mean you're not healed. Just because you're, you don't, haven't had the manifestation of that healing doesn't mean you're, you aren't healed yet. The Bible says you are healed. But until you get that into your brain and into your heart, it doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter what, what I see. The Bible says that by His stripes I am. So if the Bible says I am, I is. That's it. It's a done deal. He said, I am, so therefore I am healed. Not, it's not based upon what I feel. It's not based upon the report. It's based upon what God says. Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe God's report? You're going to believe man's report? So when the Bible says, when he says simply that by his... See, I think that's where we, we probably struggle the most is that it's so simple, but yet we make it so difficult. And I know some people say, well, you're going to get people condemned because if they don't get healed. Well, I'd rather teach the truth and get some people healed and hope that the others can kind of catch up to it than to hold back the truth for the fear that someone's going to feel condemned. This stuff works if we understand it and we know it and we put it into operation in our lives. Can I get a better amen than that? By His stripes we are healed. All right. So, so let's go over to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. And there's so much to say about that, but uh, Isaiah 53. But let's go over to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. Let's just nail this down a little bit more. So here Jesus um, is going to Peter's house. And let's read verse 14. It says, Now when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So this is Peter's mother-in-law. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. Now, now wait a minute, you got to understand something. He came in, touched her hand. She was with a fever. That means she was sick. You know, when you have a fever, man, you're washed out. You don't feel good. Even when you start feeling better, you still don't feel good. Everybody understand me? Touched her hand and it doesn't say the next day, two weeks down the road, Five hours later, immediately she got up and she began to serve them. She was feeling pretty good. Uh, one moment she's on the bed with a fever, feeling lousy. The next minute she's up and she is feeling so good that she's actually in the kitchen cooking them some dinner or some lunch or whatever it be. How many of you understand that that's, that's, a, that's a pretty awesome, that's a, that's, a, that's a healing, amen? Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.